0: This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran, and as always, we have with us E.P.E. Today's episode 124, we have the MLB trade deadline and communion with E. Whatever that godforsaken topic will be today. Let's check in with our co-host, Nicholas Moran. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm doing good. Uh, happy birthday, man. It's, uh, it's what, your 32nd trip around the sun now this year? Hey, chill, bro. I'm 21. All oh, right, 21 part two. 21 21 season two part episode four, right? 21 redo to the sixth power. Dope, yeah. But happy, <laughs> b- happy birthday to you, dog. It's been great. Uh, cheers, <sighs> cheers, brother. E- Eric, uh, Eric, Eric do you want to <laughs> say anything for Jermaine on <laughs> his birthday? I, 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 had, I was. I hadn't thrown anything to Eric, but I thought he would at least take the sip with the cheers. Instead, he looked at the can like he didn't understand what to do with it.
1: (laughs) Bro, first of all, happy birthday, my brother, my brother in Christ. Secondly, listen, we all know Eric stopped drinking, and then he had a celebratory shot with your boy today. And uh, I'm feeling funny over here, man, but it's been a good day because I got my boy Justin Herbert. Not the boy I started with, but I got my guy. It only cost me six first-round picks.
0: All right, so this so th- this is kind of a segue into Commission's Corner, Eric. So you, you remember we talked about earlier on the podcast? Eric set up a draft strategy. He wanted two people, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, Jermaine. He wanted Tyree Kill. No, no, no. No no, J- no, no. Cooper Cup. Right. He wanted he wanted Cooper Cup. He did right. not think he would have a chance at Cooper Cup. Right. And, and he was right. It would not have got to him as a tenth pick. Right, and, this, and the second person is who? Who was it, Nick? It was Josh Allen. The Second person was Josh Allen. Josh Allen. So okay. I, with the tenth pick, Eric wants Josh Allen. Cooper Cup. He wants Cooper Cup. He wants Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is off the board, though. Correct? No. So he trades with me. Right, I'm just going to take over. Yeah. You 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 <laughs> tell the story.
1: So, just remember. Preface this with I had been drinking, no, or I was about Eric, to. You don't, to bu- you don't
0: get to butt You don't get butt it.
1: And no, because you were not you were
0: drinking for the third round pick, which we will get to. Right. So the the first round hits. Eric and I are on the couch, and his girl is on the couch with him. Uh, God bless her, because she helped him agree to my trade, which is what I wanted. So I I enjoyed that very much. Okay. But I told I told Eric we will swap first round picks, second round picks. And he will give me a future second rounder in the 2023 draft. Right. Right. So we agreed to the terms. Eric didn't think he'd be able to get Cooper Cup. So he had transitioned. He was he was eyeing Stefan Diggs. But he's he hit a he hit a lick in a trade, moved up, snags his boy, little Cooper Cup. And everything works out. Draft goes through. I draft my from his position in the first and second round, and the draft falls all the way back to him at the at the eighth pick in the second round. Right. So, for those of you, it's working out so far for Eric, huh? Yeah, and Josh Allen's on the board. So, for those of you listening at home, it's a fourteen league draft, fourteen team draft. So that means fourteen picks of the first round have gone, and seven in the second round have gone. That is 21 players off the board, and Josh Allen still fell to him, which when you take into account 21 players have been selected, Josh Allen had pretty primo value at that spot. For sure. Eric decides to pivot, and he selects his boy. Who was your boy, Eric, that you took instead? Tyreek Hill. So he takes Tyreek Hill. if he' that said pick. Maybe not a bad pick. And not, not, I don't think that's a bad pick by any means. But it's against the strategy that he said he had set up when he was drafting from the 10 spot. So he got Cooper Cup, come back around to get the guy he wanted in the second round, and it was hmm? f- further down, could have got him. What do you got, Aaron? Huh?
1: I just want to emphasize, I was about to be drinking, so that was into the mix. Not so an excuse. Keep going, Jermaine. So-
0: Eric was sober, but because right. he was going to be future drunk, he wants right. you to know that that yeah. affected his decision-making. His future so, drunkenness so, impacted his current sober decision. Yes. If that isn't an alcoholic, I don't know what it's, <laughs> ladies right. and gentlemen. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not an alcoholic, but my friends are, and I'm competitive. Right. <laughs> so, Good point. so Eric decides to take Tyreek Hill. And he told me Tyreek Hill, and I was sitting there on the couch, and I was going to say, what the fuck are you doing? Are you sure you don't want your guy? But I'm also in the league. I can't be swaying people's picks, right? That's that's, that's just bad looks all around. Cannot do it. That would be so, collusion. We, we would think that's collusion in the league. So I allowed him to take Tyreek Hill. Full well knowing, he, Josh Allen was not getting back to him because the second pick of this draft was Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, the end of the second round comes and uh, the person with the the first overall pick takes Josh Allen in the second round and that sends Eric into a tizzy get into the third round Nick co-host of the podcast has the third third pick in the third round him and Mm -hmm. I had previously agreed to a trade that if XYZ player was on the board I would give him uh, we would swap thirds and i'd give him a third so that was agreed upon with the third when the third came across the guy i was targeting Alvin Camaro was still on the board so him and i hit a trade and eric starts instantly blowing up my phone this is where eric was drinking so if he wants to eric you want to blame this one on the drinking
1: Oh, uh, this one was not uh, this one was 100% the alcohol and okay. my girl i'm going to blame my girl on the alcohol cuz she pushed me towards it okay so Eric's alcohol and his girl
0: pushed mm. him towards it. Nick hey. had been telling me that Eric was blowing him up for his pick. And I told Nick, I was like, look, dude, if you if you got a better deal, take it. But he's like, no, I'm a man of my word, so he traded. And then Eric continues to throw shit at me until I say yes. And finally the trade was so preposterous enough that I took it. So we swapped third-round picks, we swapped eighth round picks and he gave me a first and a third to move up seven spots to take Joe Burrow. Right. So um, that sets the league off, puts the league into a frenzy. Everyone's coking and joking, laughing up a storm. Everyone doesn't even understand that if this was for Joe Burrow, and then even his brother, who's in the league, Was the first one to respond, like with a crying emoji, because he couldn't imagine he couldn't he didn't understand what was happening. Right. So instead of having Cooper Cup, Josh Allen, and then just taking his third round pick and getting who whoever else he wanted, he now traded for Joe Burrow. Well, that failure to get Josh Allen the second created a spiral. Let me come in. Trading is a little bit of a understatement. Let's say mortgaged his future in a dynasty league. You can keep going. Yeah. So. So. the The draft concludes. We finished twenty seven rounds. It took a bit of work to get there, especially because my co host is a piece of shit. Um, and you know we finally got all the auto drafts down, and we the drafts over. So since since the Joe Burrow pick. No sorry, since the Dawson Knox pick, Eric end up ends up trading to get Dawson Knox around after he got Dallas Goddard and or the other way around. So Eric has Dawson Knox and our boy who drafted Justin Herbert, Jason, uh just him and I punted on tight end and then everyone kept taking all the tight ends very early. We didn't understand what was happening. So we both panicked when the tight end we were eyeing got taken off the board and I went and got Mark Andrews, and he got pissed off because he didn't have a tight end to get. So he ends up talking to Eric to try to get Dawson Knox. Eric hits him with a, a wild proposition of Joe Burrow, Dawson Knox, and two first-round picks for Justin Herbert. That conversation's being had the entire draft. <laughs> so the entire final rounds of the draft, this is being ha- happening. Then today, finally, the culmination of what Eric's draft saga ended in. So Eric essentially traded three first-round picks, one second-round pick, one third-round pick, and one fourth-round pick for Justin Herbert. <laughs> so the trade he made would be to get Joe Burrow – plus the trade he made today to get Justin Herbert. And he all this to say, he still did not get his guy. <laughs> all right, give us your insight.
1: Um, Man, I don't have any insight. This is why you shouldn't drink, kids. This is why you shouldn't drink, <laughs> and this is why you shouldn't listen to women, especially when it comes to sports, because she pushed me to trade for Joe Burrow. The minute I traded for him, it was like 30 seconds. It's like that post-nut clarity, right? Like 30 seconds after it was done, I was like, what did I just do? What the fuck did I just do for a two-time ACL tear? No appendix having motherfucker, right? Four games last year is what he did. Like, I I did all of that based off of, like, the last two games of the season and that deep playoff run where he played out lights out. And then I went back and looked at his stats, and I was like, oh, man, this guy was, like, barely top 10 in every category, like, all year. So then I immediately was like, I was like, let's weasel my way out of this bitch. How can I get the second best quarterback? Because I'm clearly not going to get the first best quarterback. And uh, all I'm going to say, kids, is don't drink the devil's juice. Don't smoke the devil's lettuce. And definitely don't listen to women. Because you're going to end up with Justin Herbert for six first-round picks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's three, but yeah, you get the gist of it. So, uh, long story short, Eric now has... Justin Herbert also got Jamison Williams in that deal so he gave six picks Joe Burrow, Dawson Knox for Justin Herbert and Jameson Williams right? sums it up and uh, that was still that's still not Josh Allen yeah. <laughs> he's so mad Oh, my goodness.
1: I want to redraft.
0: Oh, man. Or she do. It, uh, uh, it's a bad look all the way
1: around. So. Honestly, though, honestly, though, like, and this is something that I will give credit to Jermaine because he, apparently I take all his takes, so I just want to make sure I, I make this clear. This is definitely Jermaine's take. But look, it worked for the Rams. They won a the Super Bowl. They traded away their future for a Super Bowl. I don't have the best team in this league, but hopefully injuries go my way and, you know, Lady Luck kisses me on the lips and uh I get that W this year, and then I can ride that out for the next five, six years while I can't draft anybody.
0: <laughs> fantasy, yeah. fo- fantasy football's luck. I've said that from the very, very beginning. Like, you can do your research, but you need to be incredibly lucky with what you select. So, you know, just ask Christian McCaffrey owners. Like, are you gonna pass on Christian McCaffrey the last two years? Absolutely not. Did he get hurt the last two years? Yes. Does that suck? Absolutely. <laughs> but like, it's luck. Like, it's absolutely luck.
1: And it does give me the opportunity to double down on Herbert since I am putting all that money on him to win the MVP and take his team to the Super Bowl this year as my 303 locks. So, you know, at least I can, when I'm watching the games, I'll have more and more and more invested in it since I'll have him trying to win me games because he's the only suitable player I have to start a game now.
0: yeah watching the journey to get this trade completed was hysterical bro I I literally hit up Jason today and I was just like yo are you trolling Eric because you just I felt like he was just fucking with him and Eric was just walking up and down the the apartment huffing and puffing about this goddamn trade bro (laughs) alright you you got anything else for this before we wrap up commission's corner (laughs) no All right, so Commissions Corner that that ends that. We'll we'll get more into some of the hap- comings and goings of the fantasy league as we get closer towards it. Uh, I'll prepare more for us to, to dive into. Um, let's go ahead and get into the MLB, MLB trade deadline. Nick, you want to go ahead and drive us through that? Yeah. So uh, there was a there was a a pretty good amount of deals uh, that were done. Uh, over the deadline there's I, I i'm gonna I'm gonna have to get your opinion because it, you know there's there was one big deal that took place and, and for those of you that follow baseball you already know what I'm talking about for those of you that don't strap in you're gonna find out and I, I'm, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need the, the group's opinion on to, to break a tie between uh, the community at large and uh, and myself but let's we're, we're going to do more of like a uh, of a of a winners and losers thing here um, what what i think is there were a lot of te- there was no team that is shooting for the playoff race right now at the trade deadline that lost if that makes sense to you if that makes sense to you guys yeah, because the teams that are in the playoff picture that sold players are clearly not shooting for the playoffs this year. Yep. Minnesota Twins got Tyler Maley, got Jorge Lopez, Sandy Leone, and Michael Fulmer, right? They gave up uh, mainly um, mainly prospects for it. Uh, Tyler Maley is a great uh, – is a uh, – is a great starter. He's he's going to replace a team in Minnesota that's currently riding off two guys named Aaron Sanchez and Chris, Chris Archer, trying to hold back the the Guardians and the White Sox on the AL Central race. Um, the Seattle Mariners got better, right? Again, uh, what what you saw a lot of this trade deadline was, and I think we've seen it even more in teams in the last couple of years is that teams are willing to mortgage their low a double a rookie ball prospects they're really good prospects for guys that can play now right and we'll get into that as we move through here but the mariners uh the reds are having an absolute fire sale right now Luis castillo kirk caselli matt boyd and jake lamb all went to the mariners i think this is great especially and we, we kind of saw this move this year especially with these teams as we look at – this is the first year that we're going to have 14 teams in the playoff, right? So teams are are not really – teams that are even at the, the brink, like the Mariners, are going to give up more in the way of prospects to try to avoid this now. I think it's, what, 21-year, at least two-decade drought um, for the Seattle Mariners. In the same division, though, you really hate to see – the same division, the Houston Astros getting Christian Velasquez, uh, Trey Mancini, who I think was one of the most, uh, was one of the most underrated pickups of the trade deadline. Uh, He's probably going to play, he's probably going to slot in at first base for the Astros, but Trey Mancini, a great story in Baltimore. It's kind of unfortunate to see him go from Baltimore, but a guy I think that could help out a big league club and could finally get out of a town in Baltimore that he's played most of his big league career in. Uh, They got Will Smith from the Dodgers. He's a good left-handed closer. Uh, the New York Yankees, the best team in baseball, got even better. Speaking of teams having fire sales, the Oakland Athletics are having an absolute fire sale right now. They were able to get Frankie Montas or yeah, Montas from uh, the Athletics. They got somehow managed to snag uh, Andrew Benintendi from the Royals. He went to the Royals in free agency for the Red Sox last year. So, for the Yankees to pull him back in that division is is pretty good. He, he still has seen most of the pitching in that division. Um, the Yankees managed to finally shake the bug and get rid of uh, Joey Gallo. Uh, although, I think it was, was – it, was it you, Eric, or was it you, Jermaine, that sent me the stat about Joey Gallo? When he's on the field, his teams win. You no, know, you sent us the stat. Did I send you guys that stat? Well – I don't remember what it is, so that's not that good. But anyway, it's it's some crazy statistic. If if you could look that up, Eric, about Joey Gallo not hitting well this year. But when he's on the field, uh his teams his teams managed to to win games. Uh he's hitting uh, this year, he is hitting, he's hitting two seventy nine this year, and we're thinking it was a bad year. Next. Uh, no, he's not. He's hitting 160 this year. Why don't I say 269? That's bad. <laughs> that might that might know. be the number of strikeouts, he has. You're right. Uh, the Yankees also got Harrison Bader, kind of that fourth outfielder for him. Um and you know, I, I'll I, I will I will throw another team into here. So I'm gonna discuss this trade now. Now we've reached the point where we can, we can, well, let's, let's, let's go over some losers actually first. Do you guys, do you guys have any other winners you want to, you want to slot in here behind this team?
1: I'm just going to give you the Joey Gallo stat real quick. Right. So Joey Gallo's teams are 52 and 18 in games. He started this year yeah. Good for a winning percentage of 0.743. That's a 162 game pace of 120 wins. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the losers are uh, Chicago Cubs. Uh, for holding on to Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ uh, despite selling pretty much everyone else in the last two years, it doesn't make sense to keep those pieces on your roster if you're not playing for the now losers. Is anyone who attempted to get Juan Soto but did not get Juan Soto? So, uh, St. Louis Cardinals, New York Yankees uh, are the first two that come to mind. Um, a losers is the Boston Red Sox for not wanting to pay Raphael Devers, dangling him out there, then keeping him uh, and deciding not to trade him and then trading away talented players while acquire, acquiring talented players. Um, you know, I, I don't really know what the Red Sox plan is. It seems to me like they don't want to pay anyone, but they don't want to be bad. And they're kind of hugging this middle line. Well, they're five hundred right now after an awful July. <laughs> and uh, the other one, is, the other one that shocked me that didn't like move to get anyone was the Cleveland Guardians. I, I thought the Cleveland Guardians were playing well enough to add something to their lineup, whether it be pitching or hitting, and they did no such thing. They just kind of stood pat, and they won't make the playoffs because of that. I will add one more in there and a team that I thought would really solidify uh, their their position in the in the or in their in the competitive teams. Where was the deal for New York Mets? Where is this? Where is this Steve Cohen spending money? The Mets making aggressive moves. What was the the, the biggest storyline around the New York Mets in the trade deadline was what? Jacob DeGrom's return from injury. Max Serger's return from injury. Like they got nobody. Yeah, but they're they're the top of their division and didn't add anybody. Right. And Bra- Braves didn't do anything that that moves the needle for them either. Right, and maybe I mean maybe that's maybe that's an argument for the Mets that you know that they didn't really do anything. I, I mean I'll, I'll echo your Cubs thing. But if you're gonna get rid of all those players and still keep guys like that, I mean I was I was saying to you when I was in San Francisco and watching the the Cubs play the Giants, this is a good Cubs team offensively. The only problem is by the time they get the pitching to back it up, how old will Wilson Contreras be? How old will Ian Happ be? I mean, is Patrick Wisdom going to keep hitting it at how Patrick Wisdom has been hitting, right? It's, it's kind of something that, that I don't understand. Also like uh, the, the Oakland A's, the, the, the Milwaukee Brewers, the the Cincinnati Reds. What are we doing here? Like, you can't be small market teams and bitch about competitiveness if you're going to give these these players up and get minimal. Like, did, did he? Freeze? There, there's a, there, there seems to be the, and I think everybody does it in professional sports, and and. The, with Moneyball, Moneyball was one of the worst things to happen to baseball. And I'll explain why. There's about four or five teams that can do Moneyball well, right? And then there's a whole other 20 teams that think they can do Moneyball well by acquiring players that fit their play style or their ballpark. Or, you know, hey, we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to get fly ball pitchers in Coors Field or yada, 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 and the list goes on and on. Instead of getting good prospects – and developing them and making them play your team style of baseball. It happens in football. It happens in, in in fucking soccer. It happens in fucking hockey. There are four or five teams that do well, and they acquire talent, and they make this talent play their game. And that's what I feel like with Cincinnati and Oakland right now. You, ha- you had the prospects to get an absolute rebuilding wagon of prospects. <laughs> Oh wow! Like I mean, a literal party. Let's set out on the Oregon Trail eight-bit version. We have a wagon, and nobody's dying from dysentery. And yet, who do you have? Guys that quote fit your style. I don't give a fuck if he fits your style. If he's if, if you traded away, who you traded for, traded away, and you're not getting top 100 prospects back or first round draft picks back. They're not good players. That brings me to, however, you have not heard one mention around the league of losers that I don't think is a loser. And that's the Washington nationals. I don't think the Washington. So for those of you who don't know, I do think the San Diego Padres are a winner of the trade deadline. I'm going to read off some of the people that say the San Diego Padres got at the trade deadline. Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Josh Hader, Brandon Drury, Cam Gallagher, and Jay Groom. That's it? They lost Eric Hosmer, Luke Voigt, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Taylor Rodgers, Dallas and, LeMet, and that's and those are the only stars they lost, and a gang of prospects. Do I think Josh Hader is still one of the most elite relievers in baseball? Yes. Do I think Juan Soto will pick it up because he shouldn't be hitting 220 all year? Yes. I am blown away that in the Washington Nationals trading Juan Soto, the San Diego Pirates, or the San Diego Padres, excuse me, were able to add Josh Bell to that deal. However, however, to get Josh Bell and Juan Soto, the San Diego Padres had to give up. C.J. Abrams, a guy, if you remember the podcast at the beginning of the year, I thought he was going to be Rookie of the Year. For the, for the NL this year. I even put money on it, right? First-round pick in 2019. Actually, top-ten pick in 2019. Mackenzie Gore, working through some injuries this year, his first year in the MLB, top-ten pick in 2017. They got a guy who was, who was considered uh, Harlan oh, – I can't remember his name now. Harlan <laughs> Susanna. Susanna. Susanna, right? Was considered by some to be the steal – of the Padres of the international market last year, right? You got a guy in, um, you got a guy in James Woods, who's the number twenty-one prospect in baseball. Or sorry, you got a guy in Robert Hasland, who's the number twenty-one prospect in baseball. You got a guy in James Woods, who's the number eighty-eight prospect in baseball right now. The Nationals absolutely looted the good young players of the San Diego Padres. Looted them. Got a a war chest of players for Juan Soto. If you know Juan Soto's leaving, this is why I'm praising the Nationals, because what have we said on this podcast? How many people have we seen that a team holds on to, you just said it, Jermaine, a Wilson Contreras, an Ian Happ, and then all of a sudden they go to free and say they leave anyway? Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was shaking my head. You couldn't see me shaking my
0: head. The Rockies (laughs) with Trevor Story. If you know he's gone, trade him. And that's what the and yeah he's got he's got two two years left exact great point Eric Rafael Devers Xander Bogarts with the Red Sox if you know they're leaving that, yeah and you should interact with them as a manager or as a front office somebody should be interacting with your players every day you know their human emotions you know if they're staying or they're going if you win a game and they're not happy they're probably leaving right so. The Washington Nationals, I've seen this, and it's also it's making me mad that I'm seeing in media that the Washington Nationals, they got ripped on this trade, and they probably shouldn't have given up Josh Bell to get Luke Voigt, because essentially essentially, you traded Juan Soto for all the prospects you needed to trade Juan Soto for, and then traded Josh Bell for Luke Voigt, because you tried to trade for Eric Hosmer, Eric Hosmer denied the deal and then went to Boston. I would not trade Josh Bell for Luke Voigt, but that's just me. I think, I think you can't knock the Nationals for that after a player decline After the player you agreed to decline. Declined. Not just decline Jermaine. But remember, decline $450 million. If you can't sign a guy for $450 oh, I, I million, <laughs> you're trading yeah. like And you got a haul of a first-round draft pick. Or, sorry, two top ten draft picks in the last five years. And then your number 21 and number 88 prospects in baseball. I don't care. And this is all the writers. We don't know how people are going to pan out. We don't know how people can pan out. If one of them pans out to be Juan Soto or one of them pans out to be the all-star and two of them pan out to be average major leaguers and one of them doesn't make it, guess what? You just replaced Juan Soto with three functional MLB players. So look at that. Look at that, Washington Nationals. I just money-balled you a Juan Soto. I, I just – I was talking about Eric Cosmer. Right. Er, right. If they got if they got Eric Cosmer at first base instead of Luke Voigt, then we're t- it's an even better trade for them. Right. But because Eric Cosmer opted out, they said, fuck it, we're not going to cancel this whole trade for Eric Cosmer. That's not who we wanted anyway. So they said, just give us Luke Voigt. We'll call it a fucking day. And that's what they did. Right. What I, What I do want to say about this trade is – Everyone needs to relax. Juan Soto was closer to B.J. Upton than he is to a Hall of Famer, right? Oh, 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 oh. I love it. I love it. Dude's 23. He's played Major League Baseball for three fucking years. You're in some Michaels, dude. You're in He's a future Hall of Famer, mean, He's a future Hall of Famer. We're crowning this kid like he's God's gift. Let's relax. The dude ain't even played eight seasons. People don't understand how difficult it is to be an outstanding baseball player for eight seasons. Look at Bryce Harper's first year in Philly. That guy was crucified. and There's no other term. Yes, he was literally taken out front and pinned to a post similar to a la Jesus Christ. Shot in the head, basically. The guy was left for dead. It was the biggest waste of money in baseball. And then Bryce Harper wins MVP last year, right? Because that's how difficult it is to be consistent in baseball. Juan Soto is not playing well this year. Turned down $450 million. And I have to sit here and act like Juan Soto is going to be the next greatest baseball player? No, right now, Juan Soto is a loser. The dude did not sign a $450 million contract. That is a loser in my opinion. Are the Padres lead, are the Padres leading the NL West right now, Jermaine? No, they're 12 and a half games back. How many how many wins so far? Eric, look up look up Juan Soto's wins above replacement, please. This season. This is this is why I'm so blown away. Like I agree. Juan Soto is a terrific baseball player from what I've seen. But you know who was also a terrific baseball player? Jason fucking Hayward. I'm, I'm going to hit you with a sobering stat here, Jermaine. Best hitters through age 23 in, in terms of wins above average created. Are you ready? Yes. Or runs above average created where 100 is an average MOB player. Above 100 is above average. Juan Soto, through his age 23 season, has 155, right? That's two more than Fernando Tatis Jr., 153. And let me let me name some lit some some people on the list above him. Jimmy Fox, one hundred and fifty-five. Mickey Mantle, one hundred and fifty-six. Albert Pujols, one hundred and sixty-four. And Mike Trout through age twenty-three, one hundred and sixty-six. Okay. So well, Juan Soto's WAR is four point two this year, tied for fourteenth. So he's going to get them eight games back to end the season. All things equal. What's Josh Bell's war? So you're telling me all things equal. Let's let's say the Dodgers win the same amount of games and the Padres win the same amount of games. All right. Josh Bell's is 3.6. You just bought seven wins. Guess what? Tell people again, Jermaine, how far are they back? Twelve and a half. You got one game above half back to the Dodgers. Yet you get Fernando Tatis back. Fantastic. What was his war last year, Eric? Fernando Tatis. Couldn't be. We'll we'll cut it in half. Couldn't be bigger than three. Couldn't be bigger than three, right? His war last year was, Eric's going to give it to us in a second. Fernando Tatis Jr. hasn't played, so we don't know how he's going to come back this year. He's just starting a rehab assignment this week. The Padres expect him back in two weeks.
1: Wait, that can't be right. It says 6.6 6. 6 in twenty twenty one.
0: Six point six, right? So he Man, she he cut that in like half. Shit last year. Cut that in half? That's three point three. I I'm just gonna be simple here. I'm gonna add three plus four plus three. What does that make, Jermaine? <laughs> it makes ten. Yeah. Tell the people again how far back they back from the Dodgers. 12 and a half. 12 and a half games. You just finished two and a half games behind the Dodgers. You did you mortgaged your future for Juan Soto and you didn't even win the division, right? Here's the, and here's the thing. Are they signing Juan Soto? That's another good question. Uh, th- my other question is well, another question is all right. So yeah, all right. So you take Brandon Jury's, you take Josh Haders' wins above replacement. You'd have to go on a historic August and September to catch these Dodgers. And let's subtract the war for the players that they traded away, because that cancels out. <laughs> like right. that, that cancels out. So what did you really get if you're not keeping these players long-term? So uh, one of the things I, I'm firm believer that the it's a great deal for the Padres. They are winners, but I'm not ready to sit here and act like they just won World Series. Right. If if they don't win the World Series, this will go back. And if they don't sign Juan Soto, we will look back at this as one of the worst trades. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, like
0: I said, it, it just it takes two of these guys to be serviceable minor leaguers, and the National the Nats won this trade. Okay, before which, we get it, I was gonna say which which like everybody's up in arms right now as, as Nationals fans, and since I live I live in DC right now. I got a message for Nationals fans out there. You guys weren't supposed to win the World Series a couple years ago. Right? You weren't supposed to win the World Series, and you did. Right? Where did Max Serger come from? The Tigers? Right? But you still developed him into a Cy Young winning pitcher. Right? Where did Trey Turner come from? You drafted him. Where did Juan Soto come from? You drafted drafted him. Josh Bell. Josh Bell was with the Pirates, so you traded for him. Right? Anthony, Anthony Rendon was on that squad. Built up. Uh, didn't they have – no, I, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe that You had something. Ryan Zimmerman built up, right? That's, That's who I was going to say. And Nats yeah. know how to build professional podcasts. Nats know how to build and develop players. That's why pe- people look at this through a lens of, oh, my God, Juan Soto is one of the best players through his 23-year Last year on, on the podcast, if you had asked me or Jermaine who the best player of all time was, at the end of his career, we would have said unequivocally Mike Trout. Unequivocally. And yet in a year, Jermaine and I have gone have gone to saying, no, it's not Mike Trout anymore. He can't pull it together. He's like Tiger Woods. He was on a great track. He was on a historic track. And Mike Trout will finish as one of the the Historic players of his generation, he will not be the best player of his generation. Yeah, I, that was one of my one of my overreactions when we did overreactions to the first quarter of the major league baseball season. Was Mike Trout's done? Everything that's come out since has kind of reaffirmed my overreaction for Mike Trout being done. Now it's there's that's an oversimplification. Don't get it twisted. Mike Trout has a good another six years, but Mike Trout. Will not hit the precipice, the plateau, the peak that we've been talking about this whole time. He won't hit it, and he's going to be Ken Griffey Jr. He's going to be maybe not a Rod because a Rod delivered, but he's going to he's going he's gonna to be those kinds of players where you're like, damn man, what if? And so that brings me speaking of professional podcasts, my biggest loser of this 2022 trade deadline was the Anaheim Angels. I'm not calling them Los Angeles. That's so fucking stupid. It's the the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So you mean the Anaheim Angels. Fuck off. Bro, you haven't been good ever. You fired your manager because you thought he was the problem. You poured money into Rendon because you thought he would fix your third base problem. You have Mike Trout. You have Shohei Otani. You have... All of these pieces on your roster, and for some reason, you always suck. So, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are, and it's a three-headed loser. It's Shohei Otane, it's Mike Trout, and it's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Those three, two players, one team, are the biggest losers of the 2022 deadline. It is time to ship those players out, a la this Juan Soto deal, and rebuild. Can you imagine if this is what Juan Soto gets, what Mike Trout and Shohei could get right now? I th- There's a report that came out that the Yankees were the closest to getting Shohei, but they, quote, never met the Angels' number. So lower your number a little bit, right? You just – you exactly. You just saw the hype that surrounds Juan Soto. You take Juan Soto and you make him – Perhaps, go, some people have said Shohei is, and this is the most asinine statement I've ever seen because baseball is so, like, has is so what have you done lately that it's asinine. They're calling Shohei one of the best. They're calling Shohei the best Japanese player of all time. Ichiro Suzuki could still play in the majors, and you're calling Shohei the greatest Japanese baseball player of all time. But as the Angels, I agree with you. You need to capitalize on that. You need to say... He is. He is the greatest Japanese baseball player of all time. Gimme, 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 gimme. Get rid of him. You're not winning games. You're not winning games. I don't understand what you're doing. The Angels have been awful for years, and they have two primetime prospects. Mike Trout should not have played in only five playoff games in his entire career. Actually, Eric, can you fact check me? I think it might be just three playoff games. Mike Trout has never played in a second round playoff series. Oh, no, no. Has Mike Trout ever played in the playoffs? In three games. It's three playoff games. So it was a five game series. He got swept in three. That's Mike Trout hmm. is as good as Barry Bonds in everything and has never played. Postseason baseball. Yeah, they got swept by the. Yeah, they got swept by the Royals in 2014. Here, here's a fucking stat for you. He has one postseason hit. <laughs> yeah, and it was a home run though, so good for Mike Trout. One postseason hit in 11 seasons. His batting average in the postseason is .083. This is Mike fucking Trout we're talking about. Major League Baseball has missed. The mark at all turns At building a burgeoning star With Mike Trout He's not featured anywhere He's not the face of anything He isn't built like the star that he is He just goes out there and plays Tremendous fucking baseball And we just have to sit here and be like I guess we'll never see him succeed at anything His career wins Above replacement is fucking astronomical Yeah Yeah I mean what, what did we say what do we say? When Jeter and Larry Walker got it, got uh, elected to the Hall of Fame, they were 77th and 79th overall all time in WAR. The 78th player, a 21-year-old my or a 28-year-old Mike Trout. That's unreasonable. Unreasonable. Another fun fact from uh EPE. They've had both of their longest losing streaks with Mike Trout on their roster. Their second longest is 11 games and their First long is just fourteen games.
1: That's just this year. No, so the fourteen game losing streak was this year. They snapped it in May.
0: <laughs> I, I just really don't understand. So baseball is so reactionary um, that they don't they they just react in the moment, and it's all hyperbole. Shohei's the greatest Japanese baseball player. Juan Soto's the greatest Dominican player ever. Like it's such hyperbole. We we haven't seen them with sustained excellence. In fact, Juan Soto's not playing well this year. He's hitting 220, I think. Let's see. I have his I have his stats up right now. So now for the whole season, he's at 249. Oh, is it 249? Okay. Yeah, and that's because. Since coming to the Padres in five games, he's hitting three thirteen. Well, there we go. I, th- here's here's one thing that that I want to that I want to run past you guys. I think I closed the tab already, but like we, we we talk about a a GM doing whatever he can. I'm gonna give you the starting lineup, the starting rotation, and then the closer, who's Josh Hader, and how the Padres acquired him. Are you ready? Okay. Austin Nola, catcher, trade. Josh Bell, first baseman, trade. Jay Cronenworth, second baseman, trade. Fernando Tatis, shortstop, trade. Manny Machado, third baseman, free agency. Pro Profar, left field, trade. Center fielder, Trent Grisham, trade. Right fielder, Juan Solo, trade. DH, Brandon Drury, trade. So these are all starting pitchers. You Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Mike Clevenger, Blake Snell, and Sean uh, man Mania, however you say his name, the Hawaiian Mine, fucker. M- Minea, right? Manea I believe so, yeah. Trade. There is no, there is one person on so this Katcher? roster, on in this starting lineup, who was not acquired via trade. Will Myers? Will Myers is not a starter anymore. Oh, oh okay. So, wait, hold on. What position? Catcher, right? Third base. Third base. Manny Machado doesn't play third base no more? Manny Machado plays third base. He was he was Manny Machado is the one person in this starting lineup oh, and rotation that was God, a via I, free agency. You fucking cheeky bitch. I was thinking prospect <laughs> builds. Fuck you. <laughs> so we can now say the Padres are the new New York Yankees. They don't develop prospects. And this is, I mean, like this is. This is really a shame. This is really a shame, and I think Nevada said it. It's going to be a shame for them to do all this just to lose in the first round. You think they lose in the first round? I don't think they make it out of the first round. No, chance. Who would they face in the first round? Right now, if the season ended? Let's take a look at the stats. Eric, can you find me who the Padres will face in the first round? Based on the stats. And the only team that gets a bye is the first is the first team, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm looking it up too. I, I'm the team that they're going to play. I'm, I'm telling you right now, bro. It's <laughs> they will beat them. So if the season ended today, the Dodgers would be one. The Mets would be two. The Cardinals would be three. Okay. The Braves would be four. The Padres would be five. The Phillies would be six, and the Brewers would be seven. And it's not really close after that. So based so, on that, the Padres, you said, are four. So yeah, they so. Would, they would play the fifth seed. Who's the fifth seed? The Phillies? Uh, yes. So they, they would beat the Phillies? I don't know, man. Have we seen this Phillies team in the playoffs yet? Speaking of speaking of winners of the trade deadline, shout out to the Philadelphia Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies were a winner at the trade deadline. That Noah Syndergaard trade I I think there is a lot of hype surrounding Noah Syndergaard. I think there always has been. He's been I think player. I think if Noah Syndergaard plays the way he did 3 years ago, we will look back on the Philadelphia Phillies as this as as one of the most, as one of the, as the best trade and the most undercover trade of the day. No, yeah, so- I I agree with you. The Trey Mancini trade that nobody talked about was the best trade. Trey, I mean, like trade, you, you plug Trey Mancini into a first base, which has been a thorn in the Houston Astros side for years and you plug a guy like Trey Mancini who has been hitting high twos in the Baltimore Orioles lineup. This man is going – this man, if the Astros win it, – I'm saying it right now. If the Astros win a championship, it's because of this Trey Mancini. Yo, you're saying Trey Mancini pushes the Astros into championship? If If the Astros win a championship, it's because of Trey Mancini. I'm not saying the Astros are gonna win. If they win, it's because of Trey Mancy. Let's see. And and the hush falls over the room. I didn't think it was that crazy to to suggest. I just don't see the Astros winning it this year. I I, I still question their bullpen.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I still question some of their their younger more I don't know, what what what's the term I'm looking for? Greener prospects or experienced. This. They didn't make their that entire postseason runs with them. And I have questions. Do they have the leadership? Absolutely. Is Dusty Baker phenomenal? Yes, absolutely. Like right. so they can make noise, but if you're looking in at that Astros team, can they beat the Yankees in the seven game series? I don't believe so, but if they do, it's gonna be because the Trey see <laughs> me. Right. All right, I guess. <laughs> and, and, and here's and here's the thing, as we wrap up the trade deadline, the reason that I'm saying this is because you look at who the Phillies have. And they have guys in their lineup that have played good postseason innings. You look at that, you look at that brave staff that I just or that the, the Padres staff that I just talked you to talked you through. Do we think that they've played meaningful postseason innings? Sorry, who's staff? Or sorry, the Padres staff. Their pitching staff. Yeah, I do. Hugh, Hugh Darvish. Darvish obviously. Rus this, this was this was more a que- This was more not like a damnation, it was more of a question, right? Oh. you Darvish, Joe Musgrove hadn't done shit playing for the Pirates. <laughs> no, who's the other, who's the other guy on that? Links sad. now has played pretty meaningful innings with the Rays, right? Josh, who else? Josh Hader, is a closer, right? With the Brewers. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, it's it's it it, it it will it will come down to if the season ended today, that Phillies Padres series will be hype against hype. It will be who is the most the the most overrated team loses that series. I don't think. San Diego is overrated. How far do you think San Diego is going on then? I think they lose to the Dodgers in the well, they probably play them in the second round, right? Maybe. Yeah, I, they're what? Yeah. I, I think that only they'd probably the, run into the Dodgers in the second round, to be honest. That's what that's what I'm saying. I think if they're the four or five. Oh wait, so no Dodgers. How does baseball does baseball reseed or is there a bracket? Baseball brackets. I believe they bracket this year. Yeah, because this is the first year we're doing it with seven teams. So it's right. I'm not really familiar. Yeah. So all right. So let's say, let's say the Mets and who's so the Mets win the and then who wins the Central? So the Brewers win the Central. Uh, yeah, the Brewers will win the Central. So let's say the Mets, Brewers, Padres all win the early starts. Right. Let's say the favorites favorites right. win. So that would put the Padres as the "quote unquote" technically worst team. So yeah, the Padres would play the Dodgers yeah. if they if they do. And what a series that would be! But ultimately, it's so funny that the Brewers are going to be seated above the Padres. <laughs> and they still traded away their their best closer. Talk about f- a fucking pretender. Yeah yeah I, like man i really don't understand what the red sox do i was i'm looking at all these trades the red sox did like they all right, so, all right so here's so here's here's the most likely playoff scenario right now right based off baseball reference uh i i apologize the the top two teams get buys so it's only 12 teams or it's it's a sorry the top two teams get buys then they play the one game wild card still because we haven't gotten fucking rid of it for some reason right St. Louis would play the Padres and the Braves would play the Phillies in, right? a, one, in a one game wild card no, no 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 this would be the actual series right oh okay so they're saying that the that they're saying that Atlanta would be or Philly would beat Milwaukee okay so Philly, game? Philly beats Milwaukee in in the one game playoffs right. correct the Padres play the Cardinals because the Cardinals Correctly. won the division. I Correctly. think the Padres can easily beat the Cardinals. Right. And then the other one you said was? Atlanta Mets. and Philadelphia. Atlanta and Philadelphia. and Oh, because Mets get a bye. And I think Atlanta would definitely that, Philadelphia. That Atlanta-Philadelphia series is a, a lot of fun, though. But it would be fun, yeah. Uh, the, and the, the Padres-Cardinals, look too. Looking at the AL right now. I love the AL right now. Uh, The Yankees and Houston would get a bye. Uh, The wild card would come down to a game between uh, either right now, either uh, I believe it would be, oh man, this is interesting. It would be whoever wins. So whoever wins. The Baltimore, the Get Baltimore, the fuck out of here! No, dude. Balt. Okay, so here's so here's how here's how we would seed. Yankees, uh, Yankees are number one. Houston's number two. Buys. Toronto's three. Hell yeah! The Seattle Mariners are number. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, yeah, Seattle. New, New York one. Houston two. Minnesota three. Right now, right. Okay. Toronto 4, Seattle 5, Tampa Bay 6. And the Detroit Detroit Tigers, right? And there is a tie between Baltimore and the Guardians for seven right now. Yeah, the but ba- ba- Baltimore trading, Mancini takes away the pop from that lineup. I don't know if they have what it takes. So I- I'll go ahead and, and – of the two, I'll go ahead and, and pick the Guardians. It's also what baseball reference said. But that would put Guardians against Mariners. Mariners probably win that. So the playoff matchups we'd get would be Yankees-Astros on the bye, Minnesota plays Tampa Bay, and Toronto plays uh, Seattle. Oh, man. I will tune in. I will tune in for a five-game Toronto-Seattle series. That would be a lot of fun. That's my best matchup right now if the season ends. I, I don't know, man. That Phillies Braves matchup. Yeah, but they've been in the playoffs. They've been. They've. They've had playoff success.
1: That's not why,
0: though. Toronto, Seattle, good young teams haven't had playoff success. The energy in that series would just be amazing. Division, division rivals. Harper and Acuna. I mean the the pitching staffs on both those teams, like the rest of the ancillary pieces. There's so much star power on those two rosters. Like well, every well, every at bat is going to be must see. Well will agree to disagree. <laughs> well, because you're classically wrong, so you know. <laughs> I'm just messing. I do, so you know I love me the Blue Jays. I've been high on the Blue Jays. I'm glad they're finally going to pay off with the fucking playoff visit. Since I've been high on him the last two goddamn years, I've gotten shit on. But, you know, anytime Vladdy Jr. can get some playoff experience. Also, here's to hoping Vladdy Jr. gets a whole five game series. That way we can say he already has more playoff games than Mike Trout. He's a better playoff player than Mike Trout, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up the MLB trade deadline. Uh, just a quick recap some of the losers were, man. We named a lot of losers. Red Sox, <laughs> Cubs, uh, Guardians. Athletics. Athletics. Reds. Re- oh, my God. That Brandon Jury trade came out of nowhere. <laughs> and the Luis Castillo <laughs> trade came out of nowhere. I didn't see Luis Castillo trade. Oh, he, he had been linked to every team since, like, fucking end of May. So that one didn't really shock me. Um, the Cardinals were a loser, in my opinion. I don't think they added enough. They did nothing, which was not enough. The Met, we, we also kind of grouped. I, I don't think we should group the Cardinals in the loser category. I think we should group them in the, eh, the lukewarm category, you know? Yeah, so there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. So right. So the, Car- the Cardinals would be in the ugly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Along with not- the Mets. I, I'll throw the Mets in
0: ugly, too. In the ugly. And then some of the winners you have, uh, I would say Yankees, because what Red Sox did. Um, I would say the Astros won. The Astros got added some very good pieces. Um, Padres, obviously, big time winner. If you add that kind of talent at all at all ends of the field, they added talent. Um, the Mariners were a winner. I think Mariners were a winner, also by proxy of what other playoff teams did. Like the ones that stood pat or traded away talent, they were a winner. (sighs) Yeah. Well, that I mean, that wraps up the MLB trade deadline. I I don't quite know if we've caught that whole list, but let's go ahead and move into communion
1: with E. Uh, Eric, what do you got for us? Uh, Well, I was going to suggest – I've been trying to get back into the gym get some motivation, so I wanted to make a a 303 get it right, get it tight uh, playlist – and pick our top 25, maybe top, like, 15, 20 songs uh, for a playlist. But we are running a little long right now, so maybe we can push that to another day. Oh, I don't think that should take very long, should it?
0: Gym gym playlist. I got a gym playlist for you, Eric. You ready? You get on your phone. You hold your side button down. You say, hey, Siri, play workout music, and then she'll play workout music for you.
1: Boom. There it is. We've solved it.
0: Uh, Super Bounce by Duckworth. Uh... Bloody win beat. by win by J Rock summer song 2018. There you go. Win by J Rock. Uh, wh- let me see. I'm trying to find Bloody Beetroots. What's that I song? I thought for
1: like? sure if Nick's first pick was going to be that one fucking. This is twenty percent will. Whatever that fucking song is. Fort Minor Power. Yeah. My, yeah. Uh,
0: gimme, gimme, gimme by Abba. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're clearly not gonna take this with uh, the The so Thunder ahead. Rolls by Garth
1: by Garth Brooks. You don't have another topic, Eric. Uh not queued up, no.
0: So you guys, so I, I guess I guess we'll end it. we'll end the show by saying this, uh, unless you have anything else to make. I no. think at 30, last night I threw the most innings of baseball. I think the most pitches, the most innings of baseball I've ever thrown in my life. I threw eight innings of men's league baseball. I don't have a left arm anymore. And everything's sore. That's another thing Eric hasn't taken into account, that you're a lefty. Yeah, that is true. I threw a pitch the other day, and I go, Jesus Christ, my ball hasn't ran like that in 10 years. And the umpire laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so, So back to our bet, Eric, how do you feel? that a team of men who volunteered to play baseball on a 99 degree day probably got K'd up 12 times by and
1: Um, I mean, it doesn't intimidate me. Look, I this is where I'm at with it. This is where I'm at with it in my head. Look, I talked big. I'm going to step in that box and I'm going to give everything I got. You're still one of my closest friends. It's going to be fun. I'm probably going to go yard. Me, area. I'm ready to go. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm, I'm, I still believe in myself and I think I'm going to go yard, but at the end of the day, bro, it is what it is. It's fun. Like, let's 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 do it. Let's make record it. Let's. Uh, maybe I pull a back muscle after the third swing and we can't keep going. Who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? But it's gonna be fun. Let's fucking rock with it. Like, I'm not going into this thinking I'm gonna fail or succeed. I'm just gonna go have fun with it.
0: You see that video of Tom Segura trying to dunk and he breaks his arm? <laughs> I hope we go viral for something like that. Like first swing, you just like twist it. Like I mean, I, I love you, dog, but I hope. For our fame and success, you like break your like you break your like cox's swinging at your first pitch, and you make some noise like. ooh,
1: <laughs> We'll see what happens, bro. We'll see what happens. I was brushing my teeth extra hard this morning, and I think I pulled a tricep. So we'll see. I was I
0: was doing so well the other night that there were these little there there. One of our one of my teammates has had his two little boys there, and before I would run out. They were sitting on the other side, like the opponent's side, and I would run and I would ask them what pitch I should throw first. And then I would turn to the other dugout and I'd be like, you guys hear that? I'm throwing slider first pitch. Well, that's why they called you a douchebag. <laughs> no, this, was, this, was, this, was, this was after they called me a douchebag. For asking for a different ball that wasn't messed up. Like what an odd thing to – anyways. Baseball players are stupid. They're all douchey. I agree. That's what I don't understand. It's like, if you're playing baseball, you are a douchebag. So what are you so, what do you calling someone else a douche for? I <laughs> know, like we're still, and by the way, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but like, it's not like there's going to be a scout in the stands. It's like, yo, I need a 30 year old who throws 75. Yeah. Like we're all out here because we love the game of baseball. Like none of us are like big dicking other people. <laughs> Yeah, you guys aren't pro. It's not, your <laughs> right. it's we're not like gonna... you're playing playing for a million dollars. This isn't the basketball tournament. This That's is right. we're not we're not gonna get we're not getting paid to do this, guys. This is some obscure DC men's league of a bunch of men trying to relive past glory. 100 hmm. percent Fucking douche. <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else for that? That's it from my end. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at podcastroom303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Mohan. And as always, we have with us EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.